On this episode of The Kickin' Show, we talk about more of the Silly Season news, Austin Sindrick, Harrison Burton, and Kyle Larson being some of the latest additions into that field. Harrison Burton going uh, to Wood Brothers probably hit everybody out of left field. Jerry Jordan gets on and helps break up the rumors going around on social media about the new car crash test results and the test dummies themselves. For the love of God, please tell everyone that we did not kill a crash test dummy. Zach Catanzaretti updates us with news from Brandenbilt Motorsports bringing back an old partnership to sponsor his Camaro this weekend at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. And every time he's running, he's, he's ran pretty well. Horse finish was 16th and the other seven times were 12th or better. Speaking of New Hampshire, Sarah Handy makes a special appearance with her preview and predictions going into Loudoun. I just can't bet against him at New Hampshire. He does have four wins. All these topics, Seth Eggert with iRacing News and Justin Schuler breaking down the SRX season finale at Nashville Fairgrounds. We hope you stick around for this episode of The Kickin' Show. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to The Kickin' Show, the official podcast of Kickin' the Tires. And tonight we have a special guest. She makes her appearance about once every six months. Sarah Handy is in the house. <laughs> Everybody clap. Yay. <laughs> we also have Zach Catanzaretti, fresh off the movie set, Seth Eggert, and the guy who is not very far from Hollywood himself, Justin Schuler out in California. How's it going, Justin? Yep. Uh, Hollywood's about, what, 40 minutes away from where I live? So, yeah. What do you drive? Grandma. No. It, yeah. It's okay. I get, I get there eventually. That's why I used to name my car AB, because it gets me from point A to point B. Well... My thing is, you have a Camaro, and you drive it like a granny. Let me ask, have you ever seen me drive my Camaro? Yes, actually, I have. Hmm. Remember, I came out there during the pandemic. We went to dinner. I put it on my expense account. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Yes, I took uh, your wife to shoot guns. Yeah, not me, but that's okay. (laughs) Okay, that's (laughs) enough about us. Let's get on with the show because uh, people really don't care about what we do. They want to know about what the hell's going on in the world of NASCAR. And it has been a busy week with, I mean, today, big news. Uh, Austin Cedric going to the two car, which we kind of quasi thought that might happen when Brad Kozlowski said he was leaving. I think the, you know, the, the whole Harrison Burton going uh, to Wood Brothers probably hit everybody out of left field. Um, but as uh, as we were talking earlier, um, off the show, Ty Gibbs is the heir apparent at Joe Gibbs Racing, so there wasn't much room for, for Harrison to stick around there as he uh, progresses up the ladder, especially with uh, what we've been hearing, right, Seth, about uh, cutbacks at JGR in the Xfinity Series? Yeah, the JGR Xfinity program is probably going to scale back. I mean, with Kyle Busch not going to be running Xfinity anymore, he's not bringing his sponsors down to the Xfinity Series. Yes, you'll probably have sports clips still sponsoring a race or two for Denny Hamlin. Maybe uh, one of uh, Chris Bell or Martin Tricks Jr. sponsors will sponsor a race or two. But you're not going to have the big influx of money from Truex. Plus, Ty is ready for full-time in Xfinity. So you can't have him full-time and another car that's just running a handful of races depending on what the qualifying program is going to look like next year well i mean 
uh, yeah, he's ready for full time Xfinity. How many how many races has he not won in ARCA? Yeah, and I think the number is he's won more races than he's actually lost. Am I right about that? It's close. I don't know. Heim might have uh, something to say about that. <laughs> well, this year, uh, especially uh, especially after last week, where uh, Heim just shoved him out of the way on the final lap to win. Because they're tired of him winning. Yeah. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. No, and what's crazy, too, with this whole Cindric Burton thing is originally the announcement said that Cindric was going to go to the 21. Um Leaving the two open when Keselowski. Uh, well, that was oh, that wasn't that, that wasn't that was a, late last year. That was that was a prediction. That wasn't actually set in stone. No, I know, but what I'm saying is that's kind of what was engraved in everyone's head, and now the whole fiasco was who's going to take over the two. Um, so yeah, when Harrison Burton is coming up, and I think whenever whenever Ford or Chevy can get an opportunity to steal a a, a Toyota a TRD driver you know that's gone through that full development program from truck and xfinity and all that uh they're gonna pounce on that so um as much as it sucks for the benedetto uh that's a that's a huge opportunity for harrison burton to get in the cup cup ride like that and to be in the in the 21 i mean come on that's a great and, car the wood brothers are awesome people and something else which uh, i was talking to a few other uh media members earlier today dex imaging is following harrison up so that is actually also a uh, Penske sponsor in the Cup Series and an IndyCar. So it actually makes a little bit sense looking at it from a sponsorship aspect that is going to the Penske affiliated team where the sponsor is also Penske sponsor. Before I get Zach's input on this, I want to tell you something about Dex Imaging. I didn't know what the heck it was before I saw it on Harrison's car. Had no clue. I've been around this for 20 years. No idea. But they have definitely, you know, brought their name to the forefront uh, with Harrison. And, Zach, you, I guess you, I'm sure you agree uh, because, you know, who would have known what that was back, you know, two, three, four years ago? Yeah, they've followed him for a long, long time now. They've, they've seen his talents. They know exactly what he can do. I mean, he won loads of races in Xfinity last year. He really hit on a mark right at the end of the season especially it's been quite a bit of a slower year I feel like he's picking it up now but uh, I mean I in my eyes he's he's proved himself you know all the way back to Canaan and Arca and especially going through trucks and then now Xfinity and he already has a cup start so he's got a little bit but I mean the change is coming to next year it's going to be a, a whole new ride for everybody and probably a good year to to be a rookie I mean we said that a couple of years ago but uh, I feel like now with these with the next gen car might be a little bit more of a playing field, especially when you're with uh, more competitive equipment. And, and yeah, I do have to feel a little bad for Benedetto. I mean, he got two years, and I feel like he didn't prove himself, just in my eyes. I mean, I, I know the 21's not a Penske car. I mean, it's you go back to Ryan Blaney, I know he won in the car, but he only had, like, a handful of top fives each season. Um, you know, a Menard, that, with Paul Menard, that was a bit of a step down. And I feel like DeBendo's brought it up, but just how much he was hyped up and how how well he did with so many small teams. I mean, he was the best. He put in the best numbers for BK Racing with Vine Family. I mean, just every team he touched. So I feel like everyone expected him to go into Wood Brothers and, and with that Penske alliance, like, really make some noise. And he still hasn't won. Only one or two top fives each season. I mean, outside the plate races, he's not really much of a factor when it comes to the win at the end. So 
Um, I, I feel bad for him in a way because he's a free agent again, but at the same time, I feel like he had his opportunity and he just didn't capitalize on it. Hey, Sarah, what are your thoughts on Cedric? I know, uh, you know, you kind of followed him uh, a little bit along his career path. And uh, I know he's got obviously sports car stuff and things like that, but his, uh, his NASCAR career, you know, is, has been pretty good. And when you, you, you listen to, to Roger talk about it, it's not because, you know, his dad is Tim Cedric. It's because, you know, he got the ride because he earned it. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people on social media, you know, they throw it around like his dad at his dad, you know, but he's proven. Yeah. His dad, you know, is that Penske, but he's proven that he can win in the sport. I mean, that's, Completely obvious. If, if people can't see that, I'm not sure what races they're watching because every week he's been just about every week he's a contender um, for the win. And um, I mean, I'm excited to see what he does, you know, being in cup full time because I've seen how he's done on the road courses this year and he's done great. And then sometimes something happens or something, you know, out of his control or whatever, but he's run very well and he's proved himself. I mean, this, I'm not surprised by this move. So anybody that was surprised, I don't know if they just haven't been paying attention because <laughs> um, it was going to happen. And, you know, so I think he's going to do good things next year. I think he has a, definitely has a chance to win. I mean, it's winning equipment. Well, yeah, I, by the way, uh, I don't know what's going on there with the lights in the background. It looks like the cops are outside your house, but uh, it, when you back like up, my I, house, it's probably yeah. the TV. <laughs> uh, but when you backed up, though, I saw you. Uh, I saw you pushing that Kansas Land, you know, promotion there on the shirt. Uh, I know that was a Ryan Ellis sponsor, so uh, you know. I hope Ryan, I, it I, still I, is. <laughs> well, well uh, you know, I was. Uh, I actually followed their podcast uh, uh, Twitter account today, so uh, you can tell them I'm I'm one of their uh, one of their followers on, on Twitter. But, uh, no, you know, you're going to be at the racetrack this weekend, and we'll get back to you on what's going to happen, your predictions at New Hampshire. I want to go back to a call I was on with, uh, with, with Rick Hendrick. And Rick basically, you know, so he had the youngest team in, in NASCAR with the lineup he's got. Now Roger's going to have the youngest team in NASCAR. If you do the number with Harrison Burton coming over, that's going to bring those numbers down. But uh, Rick was like, you know, hey, it's, uh, you know, he, he's, he's very happy to have his brand that was announced earlier this week, HendrickCars.com, on Kyle Larson's car as a primary sponsor for the majority of the races for the next two years. The kicker to that is he actually didn't have a whole lot of say in it. And I want y'all's opinion on that because, you know, the guy has 11,000 employees. And this whole other company, aside from the, the, the motorsports, you know, group, he's got this automotive group, and they wanted Larson so bad that they said, look, we have to have this guy on the, you know, our logo on the car because the sales increase and our exposure goes up and the people call us, the people go online and they buy cars. What, what does that tell you when a guy could go out like Rick Hendrick and be to be the car to somebody else? that they're using parts or, you know, pieces or something, you know, like they did with Ally um, or they're doing banking and financial issues. And, and Rick is putting his own brand and essentially taking money from pocket A and putting it into pocket B. He's not doing this because they can't sell Larson. They can sell Larson and he's still keeping his brand on the, on the car. And not only his cup car too, but his dirt car too. If you saw on, on Twitter, he, 
Larson put up a picture and there's a big old hendrickcars.com right there on the front fender of his of his um of his dirt car so he's all over the place like, on that that's like double security with a driver like you, you you want them to drive for you and then you even want to handle the sponsor yourself uh that's like putting two door two doors two locks on your doors you know before you leave your car i mean he he knows i mean Larson's done everything possible to prove that he is the greatest driver in the sport right now. And I, I feel like he is, whether that's going to end up through the summer and, you know, last until the playoffs. I mean, maybe, maybe not. We see that every year drivers have streaks and then they, you're like, what happened to them? You know, what happened to this team or that driver? So, uh, but I, you know, he's not going anywhere for the next couple of years. I honestly don't think he's going to slow down a whole lot, even though he's gone the last handful of races without a win, he's still in contention and um, I think this weekend he would be a good pick. I'm not going to pick him because every time I pick him, he ends up crashing or getting spun or blowing a motor or whatever. I mean, it's just, of course, when I started picking him, he starts getting on this bad streak. Yeah, your thoughts on the, on, on the Larson deal? And by the way, I want to interject here. Um, Hendrick said he would like for uh, his drivers, all of them basically, to retire with him. So he's not out on the on the hunt looking uh, for other uh, other seats to fill, he's he's got his crew and he's uh, he, he's moving forward pretty rapidly, actually. It, it's been quite a while since uh, anyone has sponsored Larson the way Hendrick is going to sponsor Larson. Uh, I'm trying to I'm sitting here trying to think back at the only comparable uh, example I can think of is Gene Haas putting Haas EMC on the 41 car. And even that's not a full season. So that's the only recent example I can think of. And granted, that wasn't always with one driver. At times it was on Kurt Busch's car. It's been on uh, Clint Boyer's car, Dan Patrick's car, and now Cole Custer's car. It was even on Suarez as well. So it's also made a round robin there. Uh, to be able to essentially sponsor himself to a certain point, just shows how successful Rick Hendrick is, not, not just as a team owner, but as a businessman. For sure. And you mentioned Haas, Gene Haas. I remember, God, I forget. I don't remember the year. It was when I first got in the sport. But I, I heard this name, Haas. I'm like, why is an avocado company sponsoring a race car? <laughs> and I actually had to look it up. I'm like, what is this company? And it was TNC Machines. And, and, and I should have known because I worked with TNC Machines before in my previous life and, and pool cues and things like that in the, in the billiard world. But I, I legit, the first, I mean, the first thing I thought, I, I just heard the name and I was like, avocados from, you know, so, <laughs> okay. Speaking of, uh, of Haas, uh, one of his former drivers, and since we're talking silly season, Kurt Busch up in the air on where he's going to go in 2022. Kurt coming off of a win, big win for him. Uh, I mean, I should have called him and got him on the show. Why didn't y'all remind me about that? Darn. I'm sure he wasn't doing anything and he just hopped on. He, you know, so. Well, he's not doing anything next week with the Olympic break. You know, maybe, maybe I can get him next week with the Olympic break. I'll see if he's not going to be in like some, you know, foreign country chilling out and relaxing on the beach. But, uh, but yeah, I really wanted to, 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 Get and reach out to him and, and see. Hey, that would have been great to get him on the show, especially after the win. But he has three, three, count them, three deals working right now. 
whoever comes up with the highest bidder and the best offer for him, yeah, he ain't retiring. That video was a teaser at the beginning of the year. Okay, we 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 put that video out there, and when when he posted it, I heard about it. I mean, my phone was blowing up, and and he's like, I called him and I, I asked him about it. He's like, the video speaks for itself. Just watch it. There's a lot of Easter eggs in it. So, uh, so if you haven't seen that that video, go back to the beginning of the year at Daytona uh, when we were still under COVID prior, uh, you know, uh, you know, con confinement. And uh, and Zach and I were standing out in the parking lot doing doing the, the uh, podcast 25 feet away from each other. But uh, that was a that was a great teaser for things to come with Kurt Busch. Three deals working right now. Uh, free offers that he uh, that he is evaluating. So uh, pretty cool. Anybody else got any uh, any silly season news that they uh, they want to mention? No, I did kind of want to go back to the. Um, I did want to go back to the whole uh, HendrickCars.com thing for a minute because it it really made me think of, you know, obviously with them on the car, um, he's proven he's a great racer anyway, but he's gotten them in victory lane. And of course that makes the car out front. People see the sponsor and people are buying cars. Um, it just kind of makes me think of how, when they say like sales are up, you know, sales are no problem that how loyal a lot of fans are to sponsors that sponsor drivers, they follow in NASCAR and whatnot. It just really made me think about that because I know plenty of people that buy certain products because, you know, they sponsor their driver or certain drivers or teams that they follow. So um, I think it's really great that they're on the car um, at this capacity. Um, not only is Rick Hendrick a great guy and he's proven success, um, you know, it makes the brand look good and it gets it out there more for fans that maybe are new to the sport too and don't know about it necessarily. Well, you know, you mentioned that because I tweeted about that last week. Uh, I forget the products, but you know, obviously, we tweet different things around here, and I'm 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 a big proponent of, of tweeting and talking about sponsors and and things people that support the sport. We are the official media partner for Brandon Built Motorsports. That's why Zach does the uh, the the Brandon Built updates every week, and he'll get to that in just a little bit. But uh, you know, last night I had a, an issue with FedEx. I made sure that you know, look, things are going to happen. Think bad, you know, accidents happen. My FedEx package was supposed to be here on Monday. It didn't show up. It didn't show up Tuesday. And I got it yesterday. And when I did, if you go back and look at my Twitter, it looked like it had literally been in the big one at Talladega. And that's what I put. I said, I'm not mad. The contents, the delay in getting it's not a big deal. I understand what happened. It was Verizon's fault. They were sending me a new phone. Um, everything on the inside was fine. They are, you know, FedEx was like, we'll, we'll, you know, if there's anything broken, let us know. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work this out. They were great to work with on the, on the, but nothing was broken. They got me my thing. That's what people don't understand. You don't have to light someone up. I did that lightheartedly last night. And I think, I think it was appreciated to some degree. Look, if you deserve getting lit up, I will light you up. They didn't deserve it last night. It wasn't their fault. Um, not sure exactly how the, the box got, you know, messed up, but Hey, it was on the truck for like three days rolling around. So, you know, you, you, you don't know. But uh, I appreciate everything that the sponsors in this sport do uh, to put these cars on the track every week. I saw that picture too, and I've seen I've had a couple packages like that, and I'm like, great, now my stuff's gonna be broken. So no, it's good to hear 
that they were cooperative like that and they were helpful. But man, I'll bet uh, I'll bet that box probably also looked a little bit like some of those crash test dummies that are being rumored around. But uh, uh, really, I think you have... really, you're going there, really. <laughs> It's rumored, but I, I think you have some official word on on some of that. I think you've been like reading my tweet or something that said that I was going to have an editorial coming out about this. And uh, yes, yes. So last week there was a rumor going around that you know that the, the the new car failed. It was disastrous. There's you know it's the tub is too stiff and. Uh, Crash chest dummy had some health problems. I mean, literally, my phone was like, what can you do? You know, is there any information out there that's legit? Because drivers were calling me, other media members and I were talking too. And then I called my source at NASCAR. And I quote, for the love of God, please tell everyone that we did not kill a crash test dummy end quote now they did not kill a crash test dummy that said the car is being pushed to its limits because they want to go beyond what is possible in a crash with a race car they don't want to injure the driver but the whole point of these crash tests the whole point of the submarine test the whole point of running a remote control car at talladega at 250 miles an hour into a wall which i'm impressed that they actually were able to keep it on the track because i saw what i saw some stuff about how they were learning how to drive it remote control uh at at um at charlotte a couple of weeks ago they were having a little bit of problems with that and spinning it out and having donuts and fun. <clears throat> but they learned quickly. I mean, these are the best in the business. Um, but I'm sure driving a remote control car at 200 plus miles an hour cannot be easy. Driving a remote control car isn't easy, period. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine. Is so backwards. Yeah. So, you know, just imagine, you know, I don't know what their controller looked like. I wonder if it's some of those little, you know, I mean, you know, do or, or is it like the... Is it like the Joey Logano car that I have back here? This one right here? Or look, it's probably just to do, do some like a, yeah. like a PS5 control. <laughs> or hey, was this it, one? Or, you or was it one of those Or was it one of those giant ones from that old Toyota uh, fan controller <laughs> commercial? I, I bet I, you they were using a sim seat. I'm a, <laughs> I bet you they were I bet you they got with Brandon Brown and Brandon Motorsports and they got a sim seat and a whole steering wheel setup. You know, probably a Logitech and, you know, maybe a fan of tech, probably a Logitech, you know, and that's how they drove that car. Um, but if that's the case, they should have let William Byron do it because apparently. <laughs> I was going to say either that or uh, or they probably just got one of the NASCAR heat pros, eSport yeah. <laughs> drivers, you know. Seriously, guys, you know, there's a lot of rumors out there about this new car. That's because, you know, NASCAR's not giving you guys everything. They're not giving us everything. They sent it out to four different independent people to review it. One of them is with the, the group that reviewed the Earnhardt investigation, you know, Earnhardt crash. One of them is with the NFL. There's some other, the other two, I, I forget off the top of my head, I've got them written down on my notepad because when, when my source was reading this stuff off to me, I'm like, okay. And they're like, do you think if we thought those results would come back, you know, in a negative light, that we would have spent the money to hire these experts to review the data that we have. 
we would have tried to figure out what was wrong before we had independent research done so that we could fix it and get, you know, use your brain. There's a difference between being a fan and a fanatic. A fan is enthusiastic about something. A fanatic is extremely enthusiastic about something. According to Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, don't blame me, but don't be a fanatic. Be, be a fan. We love fans, okay? We're not so fond of fanatics at times. Um, may not make you happy, but I'm trusting NASCAR to do the right thing here. They're going to build a safe car. They're not going to put these, these drivers' lives in jeopardy. We've come too far from 2001 to let that happen. So, you know, we'll move forward. And uh, I'll have a, com uh, a column on that. Um, you probably won't like the second part of the column, which is about I don't come into your house and tell you how to repaint your cabinets. Uh, so why are you telling Marcus Smith how to rebuild his track? Um, it ain't your money. Boom. I left y'all speechless on that one. <laughs> hey, Zach, well, go ahead. I was going to say, well, speaking of Brandon Built news, uh, Zach just published uh, an article and, and a video. And, you know, Brandon Brown has been someone that usually brings new sponsors into the sport. He brought a new cryptocurrency, as we announced on the podcast from from last week. And, and Zach had a guitar to the sport. And he brought kick. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Uh, but but he's also really good. Just like you said, in the press release right at the beginning, he's really good at bringing back uh, old sponsors as well. So. Yeah, it's been a, a really, really cool last few weeks. I mean, um, you know, spoke with Brandon today and he said he's been super, super busy uh, in good ways and bad, of course. But one of the good ways is bringing in, you know, having all these sponsor announcements once every week, really. Um, and, and first off, I want to thank all the fans of Kicking the Tires and everyone at uh, Baby Doge for treating us pretty well last week uh, with our announcement video. We got, uh, I believe it's nearly 2,000 views right now, which is uh, Kicking the Tires uh, most viewed video since uh, January um, on our YouTube channel. I think Kyle Larson's Chili Bowl interview that Jerry did, that, that was way out there. We didn't catch that. But it was <laughs> since then, which is, you know, seven, six months ago, that, that was our biggest view. So uh, thanks to everybody on that. Um, yeah, this week was Jabs Construction, which we've seen a number of times on uh, Brand Built, uh, number 68 in Xfinity. Uh, this is the ninth time. In fact, and, and every time he's running, he's he's ran pretty well. I think his his last or his worst finish was 16th, and the other seven times were 12th and better, uh, including a top five uh, last year. So it's 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 quite it, it's a move that he needs to, or it's a finish that he can definitely need at this point in the season. Um, that playoff bubble kind of it's not going in the right direction for the 68. He got caught up in a wreck late last week in Atlanta and. Uh, you know, he feels pretty good about New Hampshire. I mean, because of that wreck, he's starting, I believe, 22nd for Saturday. And, you know, he, he said it's a, it's a tough track to pass on because it, it's super narrow and that bottom lane uh, is just super flat. So it's just difficult to, to get by people. It's hot and slick. He likes that type of he likes that type of track. But, uh, yeah, just with, with jabs on board, um, they're not going to be coming out to the race with him, uh, but they will be back at Bristol uh, to cap off the regular season. And, and I did want to mention a cool story that uh, that uh, that I learned there. Tim Jabs, the uh, the vice president of, of Jabs Construction, he he joined Brandon and me today, and uh, it was just cool how he got to know Brandon because he was actually watching a race um, with his mother Valerie, and he just turned to his mom and he said, "Hey, how can I get my name on one of these cars?" And and she's like, "Oh, I'll have Brandon call you." 
and uh, they just they set it up from there. And since then, it's been uh, about two years of uh, of partnerships. So I mean, they're both from the local Virginia area, and, and it's just uh, both family run. So it just it's just something that sticks, and uh, it'd be it'd be cool to see that that number sixty eight Jabs Construction Chevy back back on the track this weekend. Well, I just want to tell y'all something um, because you know I was kind of joking there when I said Brandon brought us into the sport. I mean, he definitely brought us into the, you know, primary sponsorship role in the Xfinity series. There's no doubt about that. Um, we've been on some cars, just little things here and there for minor stuff. But we are making progress on a possible die cast. Um, Lionel has reached out to me and we're going to go over some numbers tomorrow. And there is a very good possibility if I can put the money together that uh, we're going to have some diecasts and we can sell them on the website. And, uh, you know, I think the car would be, uh, look, it's a one-off sponsorship type thing. Those, those types of things are collector's items. You definitely, if you're any type of a NASCAR fan, you would, you would want to, uh, uh, to get it. I know that I have several people that will buy them on my side just because they're friends of mine and things, but uh, you know, how cool would that be if I can pull this off and we can get a, we can get a, a 124 scale die cast of, uh, with a kick in the tires logo uh, on the hood and everything. Seth, you're going to have to change that car behind you for like yeah, the already, rest of the year. Did. Yeah, right now it is uh, old Lionel Racing uh, members event, a uh, special edition one that they made in 2015. Uh, here, let me pull it off and over so that way I can at least show it on camera. But yeah, uh, once or granted, it takes a while for the diecast to actually be made. So even once we get the ball rolling on it, I would probably think maybe the end of the year, maybe beginning of next year is when the kicking tires car would actually ship. Yeah, and we'll I, and I can guarantee, <laughs> and I can guarantee once it does, I'm being optimistic and saying it will, but <laughs> once it does, it would be up here. I can guarantee that. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I'll, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'll be putting, uh, I'll be putting one. You know what I need to do? The logo on the back, uh, you know, uh, behind me is uh, actually on my TV uh, that I have. I need to get a logo with, you know, I'm going to get a picture of the car from the paint out or something uh, and put that on there. You know, because look, Brandon, Bra Brandon Brown and Brandon Belt Motorsports have been great to us. We are right by the, by the back tire of the hauler. So uh, this sponsorship and, and partnership that we've, uh, that we've done with those guys, I really appreciate it. And I, uh, I'm proud for us to be their media partner. So uh, uh, that's uh, that's really cool. Brand, uh, Zach, you're doing a great job uh, with those every week uh, on your updates. Yeah, I, you. hope, I hope we don't uh, end up kicking the tire of that hauler like we did on on his car. <laughs> the brakes did that. We did not do that. And, uh, you know, Justin, I well, think I, the, I'm... The next, the next race that Jerry's covering, I don't know which one that is, but I know you're going to be finding that hauler and, and giving that a kick. I know yeah. Brandon, <laughs> post, he, Brandon told me he's going to be doing a video of him kicking it, so I, it wasn't this past weekend, so I, I forgot to remind him, but, yeah, that, that should be coming too. Well, you know, we've got uh, – we've got you, know, you guys are going to be covering several of the races in, uh, in person uh, coming up. You know, I just put your credentials in for Indianapolis today. Um, don't know if you're going to be able to make it, but that you are, you, you are submitted. Uh, Christian is submitted, and um, – uh, Sarah submitted for this weekend. I'm looking at the uh, at the the lineup here, Justin. Uh, I think I um, I think I kind of talked over your Larson extension 
and went out of turn. I, uh, sorry about that. Oh, no, no, that's fine. I mean, it worked out great with all the silly season. So that, yeah. that makes that, that lined up perfect. So, um, but yeah. And, and other than that, I think that's all the like main news we have. So I guess uh, now we start breaking down some of the races from uh, this past week and weekend. Uh, so Seth, uh, let's just kick it off like we always do with that and uh, uh, kick it off with some iRacing uh, races. But I think yeah, there's also some some news too, right? Well, for iRacing, uh, the eNASCAR Pro Invitational Series is over. They're not going to bring it back for the NBC half the year. Uh, it's It basically served its purpose plus debate on whether or not some of the drivers were taking it seriously. But with one series ending, another one has been created. Uh, E-Racer, which is Landon Castle and Parker Klingerman's deal, have created the E-Racer iRacing Roval Racing Series. Six races, multi-class races, with cup cars, Xfinity cars, and trucks all on track at the same time running on underserved road roval courses. Texas, Auto Club, New Hampshire, Charlotte, and I forget the other two. But it's going to be an interesting schedule. Their first race is this Saturday, so I will be checking it out. I opted not to compete in it because I couldn't keep my car on track and qualifying for it. <laughs> I'm not going to be racing in it either because I can't drive on a road course. But um, it, it should be an interesting series. Uh, they have they even created their own version of an F1 style point system, so it should be a cool thing to watch. Uh, the E NASCAR Coca Cola I Racing series was actually in action uh, earlier this week at New Hampshire. Jimmy Mullis won for the third straight New Hampshire race. Uh, he had to win to get into the playoffs. There's now 11 winners, but only 10 make the playoffs. Uh, Ray Alfala right now is outside of the playoffs. Uh, he is outside the top 20. He has to get into the top 20 and pass the 10th uh, winner in points, uh, which is Chris Shearburn. Shearburn's only two points above the 20th mark in points. So if he falls out and Alfala doesn't get back and now put somebody in on points. Uh, Jake Nichols earned his career best finish at New Hampshire uh, second. And outside of that, there was also a patch update for iRacing this week. They do updates uh, sporadically throughout the year. Uh, and there's one specific update that I do want to highlight from it. The Lanier National Speedway dirt configuration, the pace car driver is making progress on driving at this track. The pace car driver will no longer drive through barriers or the infield, but instead will just make an extra lap before leaving pit road. This pace car driver is still in training. That's the exact quote from the patch release. So even pace car drivers have to go through trade well i do know this that uh you know when when uh i think it's brett bodine does the uh, stuff for nascar he is the you know brett's in charge of like people getting their license and things like that 
I've had to to do that for a couple of uh, people, see if they can uh, find out if they actually had a license, if they were, you know, qualified to drive. Because some people say, yeah, I'm an escort driver, but, you know, they suck and they can't get the car around the track. But Brett is also responsible for the pace cars and making sure mm-hmm. anyone who drives the pace car goes through pace car training. So it sounds like iRacing got with Brett to make sure <laughs> that they didn't crash pace cars through the barriers again, because that was a problem. Yeah, they may have. They may have. And also yesterday, or well, last night, uh, there was a charity race on iRacing uh, organized by Podium Esports to benefit uh, the Mark Lalonde family. Uh, he, I believe, was a line worker uh, out in the Midwest. Uh, I'm not entirely sure of the details, but he passed away at the age of 33, and the race was a benefit to help pay for funeral expenses and uh, cover different expenses for his mother. And not only did they reach the goal in the race, which honestly was kind of uh, ARCA race-style feel with the different uh, speeds everybody was running, the battle for the win the last 10 to 12 laps was between Andrew Navarro and Briar LaPrade. And it came down to a last lap pass in which Navarro beat LaPrade to the line at Chicagoland Speedway by about two-tenths of a second. Uh, it's not often you get a battle that long on iRacing and that clean. They only had one caution all race, and that was on lap one in a 100-lap race. I thought you were going to tell me that, you know, he knocked him out of the way like, you know, Hyman. Yeah, they they almost knocked each other out of the way trying to avoid some lap traffic, but they were leaning on each other, and it it was good just to see the community come together to try to help support someone in their time of need, and it's not the first time that's happened on iRacing, uh, and it's not going to be the last. Uh, I've covered uh, Ian Plash and Keenan Cousin when they run the – 24 Hours of Daytona on iRacing solo to benefit charity. And that's usually for uh, Extra Life to help benefit kids that are going through cancer. So there's a number of different people on iRacing that will go and step up for good causes. Excellent. You know, I I do have a question real quick. When is the uh, next uh, kick in the tires for the fans race? Uh, It is the regular season finale Daytona weekend. Okay. I couldn't remember which ones that we had sponsored. Uh, Justin, you've got some SRX news. I missed the call with Tony this week. So, uh, what did uh, what did Mister Stewart have to say? Because uh, yeah, he's been kind of busy with his whole love life thing going on. Uh, so, I didn't know if he uh, if he had his full attention to racing this week. I wasn't on the call either on Wednesday. Oh no! Yeah, I had a I had a client call with work, so I wasn't able to make it, and that was the one call I wanted to be on uh, because Chase and Bill were also on the call because Chase and Bill are going to be in their third ever race together at the final race of the season out at Nashville Fairgrounds. Um, so oh no, Mr. Bill, <laughs> awesome Bill from Dawsonville, and, and Bill is still racing in a cast after. Uh cracking a bone in his right hand as well so 
I mean, y'all yeah. can talk about Bill and Chase. They're champions, but I'm more interested in the Paul Tracy and Haley Deegan uh, <laughs> fight. You know, I mean, I think she could take Paul Tracy. I'm just saying. I was going to say they're both uh, they're both pretty short, so uh, uh, she's she could she could probably beat him up. We'll see. And and, and just <laughs> one other thing from the SRX race this past weekend, something that a, a media member said on Twitter: Who knew that Marco Andretti was a stock car racer trapped in IndyCar? On a short track, yeah, that that's a freaking quarter mile track. Slinger Speedway is, yeah. And, that's and what Ryder Wells. Wait, wait, that's the tracks quarter mile track. That's what Ryder is racing his 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 uh, his six hundred restrictor on. Okay, yeah. you know we're going to this weekend. I think we're we're lucky. It's a fifth mile track, but uh, you know it's a quarter mile track in a lot of the places that that we go run when we're uh, when we're with Ryder. But uh, Marco was impressive. Uh, he has been impressive all season in SRX. And he finally broke through, not only for his first podium finish in SRX, but his first win. And he beat out uh, the local hero, Luke Fenhouse, who he and Tony Stewart were playing on one hell of a battle all night long. Oh, Fenhouse was holding everybody off. He, he yeah. was doing a phenomenal job. He won the Nationals last week. Uh, or the weekend prior, which was his golden ticket to get into the SRX race. But yeah, I mean, look at look at this field. Some of these guys have, have like you said, have broken through. Ernie Francis Jr. Uh, round four. You got Marco Andretti here in round five, and now it's just kind of like who's gonna who's gonna be the one that breaks through for this last race. But uh, either way, this has been one heck of a series. Uh, Tony's done a fantastic job getting that prime time with CBS. Uh, so. It's uh, it's it's going to be exciting to see. It looks like Tony's probably going to lock it up with being, I think, a thirty or thirty-one point lead over uh, Ernie Francis he Jr. He has a forty-one point lead over Ernie Francis Jr. And the max points you can earn is forty-eight, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he would have to finish last in both heats and the feature, I think. And Ernie would have to win everything. Wow! Yep. So Tony Stewart's going to win a championship in his own series in the first year out. He'll be yes. in, that, I mean, that's just phenomenal. That's what the <laughs> S stands for. It doesn't really stand for superstar. It stands for Stuart Racing Experience. <laughs> but, uh, but in all seriousness, uh, Ray Evernham did also mention uh, that next year they're going to have another six-race season, but they're hoping for two uh, short ovals, two short dirt ovals, and two road courses. And I've heard too that they are trying really hard to make one of those road courses a dirt road course. So they're trying to talk with some of the rally cross tracks uh, to see if they can make that happen, which would be, I think that would be so legit if they could pull that off or do something where it's like a hybrid between half asphalt, half dirt. Oh man, if they could pull that off, that would be so cool. And I believe they already have an invite from a, uh... Lime Rock Park because uh, Parker Klingerman co-owns the track and when he saw that they uh, were looking at road courses I'm pretty sure he tweeted at them immediately. I'm looking at something here. So Tony Stewart obviously knows a NASCAR champion. He's an IndyCar champion. He's a USAC Triple Crown champion. A USAC National National Midget Series champion. An IROC champion. A Brickyard winner. A Brickyard 400 winner. Uh a Sprint All-Star Race winner, a Bud Shootout winner, Prelude to the Dream winner, Gatorade Duel winner, Chili Bowl winner, Daytona 500 co-owner 
winner, either the USAC Hall of Fame, the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Oh, and now he's going to be a champion in the SRX series. <laughs> Dude can like wheel a card. I mean, I've known him forever, but I mean, when you look at his resume, wow, it's kind of impressive. Tony, good job. He still can't beat me in pool, though. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, uh, you know, let's uh, let's knock it out of the park and recap uh, what happened last weekend with uh, Knoxville Dirt Race with the trucks, Atlanta with the Xfinity and, and Cup, and quickly get through that because, uh, you know, we need to uh, move on to Sarah's previews and predictions for New Hampshire, uh, as well as our picks, uh, because I think I'm still leading the points barely. Yeah, just barely. But uh, at least for Knoxville, it was a lot like uh, the old Bristol, where it was a single lane on the inside, and it was embarrassing. But at the same time, it, even though it was embarrassing to a certain point, we had almost similar instances earlier this year at Darlington and at Daytona in the Truck Series. So I don't know. I don't want to blame the track as much as I want to blame the drivers on this. Oh, I don't think it was the track. I think the yeah. driver just lost their minds. Yeah. I, mean, I watched the race. It was – what are you thinking? I was taking bets on Twitter. I was giving 100 to 1 odds that we would have another caution. No one would take the bet. That's how bad it was. Yeah, it was It was actually half decent uh, up until the last, what, 20 laps when they had uh, that, that – big pile up with like 20 to go or 25 to go and then on that overtime that was yikes but yeah it was a uh, 29 extra laps of one which is quite insane and i really had to feel bad for Chandler smith i mean i it was just not a good night to, to have a dominant truck i he, mean he was leading it again and again and he was doing such a good job but then just right at the end he, he ended up losing it this weekend the 18 number was every series. Yeah, every <laughs> single series. Trucks, Arca, Xfinity, and Cup. Leading that to last restart, right. or gets booted out of the way or gets passed with a handful of laps to go. That's right. Did, uh, did Ben House and uh, SOX have number 18? Uh, no. no it's not. just the Patriotic car. So, yeah, actually, I can check. Uh, I don't they, believe they it's actually numbers. numbered. No, they okay. technically have numbers, okay. but I'll check on that because uh, that's on race monitor here. But, so, um, what um, you know? How do you fix that? How do you fix driver stupidity? Never. You can't just that. That just shows you the, what drivers do when a track is you, difficult. Like we we see it at Texas, even because that's a a single groove. I mean, we always see more accidents there than we do at Charlotte. It's just because the racing groove is so narrow. You know, you make one mistake and you're up into the guy above you. And it, and just on restarts, that everyone's fighting for the inside lane. So just everyone's all pent up. Everyone's all, you know, especially when you get down to the end of the race, people are going to make dumb decisions. They're going to get angry much easier. Um, just like when you're in traffic on the highway, you tend to want to change lanes and get a little angry when someone's going slower. It's just, it's just human, you know. If it's easier to pass then there's no incentive to be more aggressive. Zach, you've, you've ridden in the car with me. I don't drive like that, do I? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> if you and Matt Corson, I'm not going to throw Matt on the bus, but he knows what I'm talking 
thought I did pretty good. You, I picked you up from the airport. We made great time. I think we, we covered like 40 miles in 10 minutes. <laughs> good thing I have a toll, a, a toll tag for uh, Florida. I have, like, a- I have like toll tags for every state in the, in, in the United States, except for California, because... No, don't. It's weird. not worth it. No, no. I think I owe some tolls in California, to be honest with you. So stupid. Every time we go to Sonoma, we have to pay a toll bridge fee. And like now they've automated it. So uh, uh, now we don't have to pay the additional fine because you, it used to be like $6 if you want to cross the bridge. $6 to drive over a bridge. Like, really? Yeah. And then, California, um, right. Stupid. And then, and then before it used to be $30 because we didn't have a certain device or whatever. And I'm just like, this is so dumb. Uh, by the way, uh, Luke Fenhouse drove the number four. Bobby Labonte is actually driving the number 18 in SRX. Uh, I tried to see if he finished second in any of the uh, heat races. but Didn't uh, he get wrecked, though, in that pileup at the end with uh, Tracy? No, he, he just dodged that. Okay. Because um, he finished, uh, or let me see, because that was the heat race. Yeah, he finished fifth in the, uh, okay. in the main event. Okay, what about Atlanta, guys? Um, Joey Logano uh, had a had an issue, loose wheel that kind of took him out of contention for a for a good finish, and therefore allowing you slackers to catch up with me in the uh, points <laughs> battle um, uh, in our fantasy league. Uh, and Kurt Busch is probably uh, thanking uh, Ross Chastain for being one of the best teammates he's had. I was going to say, you could tell those two are hungry for a ride once they find out that they don't have one for 2022 right now. Because uh, Kurt goes out and wins, and then Chastain goes and plays Best Teammate of the Year award. <laughs> so uh, Kyle Bush was so happy after the race about it, too. It's like, you know, high five for his brother and, and great accolades and, and words of encouragement for Ross Chastain. Kyle, you can't get into the back bumper of Daniel Hemrick and send him up the hill and then go on to win the race and then get mad at Chastain for blocking you so his teammate can go win. Come on, man. Well, those are a little, those are a little, di- I mean, one of them was just, just the <laughs> racing. And I know, you know, I mean, yeah, the, the deal with Hemrick was, I mean, everyone, I was in a pit box and a Penske pit box, won't say which one, but they were swearing Kyle's name. They were so mad. And I feel like a lot of people were, but I mean, you watch the replay and even Hemick was, I mean, Hemick's, he's a guy who can get mad, but usually he's, he's pretty down to earth and he's, he understands racing incidents. And yeah, it was just a, a badly timed bump. You know, they hit that, uh, they hit a, a bump going into turn one, right. As he got to the back bumper and kicked him up the track up just a little bit and Almendinger kind of took him the rest of the way. And just, the deal with Chastain, of course, I mean, I don't like what he did at all. I'm glad he did it because it gives us something to talk about and it gave us a new winner for the season and just a lot of conversations for the, for the week. But I, I think that was, that was terrible. That was stupid what he did. I mean, I understand why he did it, you know, to help his teammate, but just ethically, I don't, I can't imagine being in that position. He just, to do but that. he was trying to get back on the lead lap. Stay on the lead yeah, lap. No, he was yeah. trying to stay on the lead lap. Yeah. He was just trying so, to stay. He was just trying uh, to stay on the lead lap. I mean, come on. If Kurt Bush Bush was leading that race, he would have been out of the way. Well, just my two cents. I feel like Ross Chastain is our next generation's version of Ryan Newman. Right. What, a hard-headed guy with no neck? (laughs) (laughs) Extremely hard to pass. 
Oh, okay, okay. And and, and Ryan won't be mad at me because it's, <laughs> he's a great guy. Um, and but he did invite me, you know, uh, to to he invited me to tell Jimmy Johnson to come work out with him, and it involved uh, a tractor, and because uh, uh, all this bicycling and stuff that Jimmy Johnson used to do. Uh, actually, this came up at New Hampshire, like four years ago when I was at New Hampshire, maybe it's three years ago. And uh, before Jimmy, you know, decided he wasn't going to drive anymore. Uh, yeah, Ryan Newman, uh, he's, a, he's a pretty stout boy. He's a, he's a corn-fed Indiana country boy with, a, with an engineering degree. So he's a smart guy, too. <laughs> I don't know Chastain has a college degree, though. <laughs> he might have a degree with watermelons, though. Oh, oh, are you, you talking about Rust? Chastain yeah. might have a degree with watermelons? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, yeah you, you may be right. Um, they both work in the fields, but uh, Sarah, um, you have a prediction for New Hampshire because, you know, I guess we're going there. You're going to cover the race for us, and you know, I know you're excited. I know Sarah's going to a racetrack because I see her Twitter and Facebook post, and she's like got her kicking the tires logo shirt out, kicking the tires lanyard, and all of her. You don't follow and- my new Twitter yet. You're like you don't follow me yet. You ha- That's you a new have Twitter. A new Twitter? That's a new Twitter that I have, yeah. Okay. I deactivated the I deactivated the other one, and I waited so long to try to reactivate it that it's like gone forever. So, um, Zach doesn't use Twitter, so that's okay. Um, but Seth and Justin follow me, but you don't. Zach has Twitter. I didn't know what your Twitter account was. Zach is Zach Racing or Z Cat Racing or something like that. Zach it's just Zach Racing. Zach Racing, See, and- but he just never uses it. And I will just say, uh, we had a cameo behind Sarah, one of her kitties was walking around. One of them. It was whiskey. It was either whiskey or boots. No, it was whiskey. I know which. One. I know your cats. <laughs> so tell um, me, uh, I, I think you're like in last place. I'm not in last place. On the well, show, you are. Uh, of the ones that are currently on the show. That's well, on the nice. show, maybe, but not in the standing. So not let's get that straight. Well, you get to pick first on the show. So we're doing New Hampshire picks now? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. She's um, far from last, Jerry. She, she's beating Summer, Christian, and Matt. They're not on Everybody's the show. Everybody's beating Matt. Everybody's beating <laughs> Matt. That's, <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> because, I mean, when you're Matt, and the only time you pick is when the dude finishes 40th. I mean, heck, you probably hit, you probably had one pick that finished forty third, even though there's forty cars in the field. Don't <laughs> pick on Matty. Yeah, Uncle, um, Je- Uncle Jeff makes him work hard. Hey, he's uh, uh he's and, probably, and honestly, he's probably gonna make my next package look like your FedEx package for that. <laughs> and, and honestly, uh, it's been a rough week for him. Um, got some bad news when he. Uh, uh, right before he was, you know, getting ready to cover the the Xfinity race. I mean, the uh, uh, Cup Series race on Sunday that night before his uh, his fiance's uh, puppy um, was very sick and had to be had to be uh, uh, put down. And you know, so they're very uh, they were very upset about that. I actually told him to go home, and it, but mm. he uh, he stuck around and covered the race for us, and uh, so he's had a rough week and. So uh, let's not let's not rough him up too bad. Yeah, uh, we'll let him get on the show and and talk about uh, talk about how he can't pick pick drivers later. Um. Okay. So 
since I have to pick first, which isn't a bad thing, because I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to pick who I want, because I thought I was going to have to pick last. Um, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. I just cannot... I just can't bet against him at New Hampshire. He does have four wins. Um, and then when I was looking earlier, he's got 13 top fives there, 21 top tens. He needs a win. I'm shocked that he has not won yet. Um, and I just can't. I was between him and Kyle Busch for New Hampshire because they tend to, they've really gone back and forth there the last few years. Um, but I'm going to go with Harvick for the Cup race. Who's your Xfinity pick? Uh, I'm going to go with Christopher Bell. He's had two Xfinity starts at Loudon, and he's won both of them. <laughs> Pretty strong pick there. Uh, he went out on a limb. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I was there for both of them, so. Yeah, I, uh, I can see that you're, uh, you're really rolling the dice there. All right. Sarah's picks are in. Who's next, Seth? Zach. Yes, so for Xfinity, uh, I'll go with Hamilton Burton. Let's, let's go for it. He's had a hell of a week. So I feel like he's going to be at his best this weekend. Uh, and then for Cup, I was actually going to pick someone else, but Sarah brought up a couple good options. Um, uh, Danny Hamlin. Uh, I feel like Gibbs is kind of on a on a good streak right now, usually with the 18, but, I mean, even Truex is doing better, and Hamlin's been kind of right there a little bit. So Hamlin's been super good at New Hampshire over the years, so I'm going to go with Drive 11. Well, I'm the next one to pick. Uh I'm going to go with the other driver in Xfinity that had a really good week and take Austin Sindrick for the Cup Series. Between the two drivers, you usually can't go wrong with at New Hampshire. It's usually either Harvick or Keselowski. I'm just not sure Keselowski is going to be as strong as he normally is. Just some, And I'm not saying it's because of the news that he's leaving. Uh, he just hasn't uh, been consistent this year. So I, I think I'll go with Chase Elliott. Uh, I just – New Hampshire has also been compared to Phoenix, and he's been good at Phoenix. So I'll go with Ch uh, Chase Elliott. Justin, you're up. All right. That's well, because you're the first loser. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> at least I'm first somewhere, somehow. <laughs> Uh, okay, so real quick with Rachel, she's got uh, uh, she's gonna go Cindric for Xfinity, um, because we're not counting points for that. Uh, she just wanted to do that, and she's gonna pick Joey Logano for the Cup Series. So that's who that's who she's got. For me, though, I uh, I'm gonna go with the 18 of Kyle Busch because he is starting on the pole, and the last time he started on the pole. He won the race. The last time he started on the pole, before that, he finished second. Uh, out of, what, the last dozen, uh, 15 races or so, he's only had three finishes outside of the top 10. So uh, if you want a guy who's going to be consistently getting you points, which is, uh, which is what we need right now to knock Jerry off of the top spot so that way he can be the other first guy, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Busch for for Sunday's race. 
Noah Gregson, Ryan Blaney. Straight Blaney to the point. Perfect. To the point. Yep. Noah Gregson in the Xfinity Series. Yeah, he's due. And Ryan, my man, Blaney. Blaney was going to be my other pick because he's had uh, three of the last four visits there. He's been uh, top ten. There you go. So, uh, so I don't think you're gonna. You, you're, the odds of you knocking me off just got a little bit slimmer. We'll see. We'll and see. Yeah, how maybe big I could just that? maybe I could ask Ross Chastain to do a little blocking for me. <laughs> I'm thinking Ross Chastain might not be happy with how Kyle Busch called him a. All kinds of bad names last week. So, you know, that might be interesting. Oops, I slid up the track, Kyle. Sorry. Oops, I need to fight for a spot uh, for next year. <laughs> yeah, All right. hey, there's a few There's a few spots open. So uh, there you have it. And apparently Seth is on his game because I just got a text, a tweet, and uh, Seth Eckert already putting the uh, putting the picks out there. Boom. Yeah. No, I, I've said it before, going back to the silly season stuff, I, I don't think it's over yet. I mean, obviously, I know we got some seats left to fill, so it's it's obviously not over. But I, I, I have a feeling there's there's something else real big out there um, that, that hasn't come out yet. So just track house, track house needs a driver. 2311 needs a driver. There, uh, Benedetto's going to probably land somewhere. There's, you know, you, you're not sure what's going to happen with some of the smaller teams. Ross Fenway is going to be bought into by Brad Keselowski. Uh, Ryan Newman's probably going to be the driver over there. They're probably going to, you know, kick Busher out. Um, so GMS uh, announced GMS that they're going cup racing. Yeah, so. they're going cup yep. racing. So when you look at all that, um, you know, one of those teams that are coming up. They're going to want a veteran, so that's probably you know obviously uh, there's there's the option there with, uh, with with Trackhouse for Kurt. I'm sure that's one of his deals. Twenty three eleven, I know is one of his possibilities. And uh, could it be a GMS or something else? Uh, could he go and run with uh, with with Ryan Newman back at Roush? You know, I don't think there was a huge. I mean, I know what happened at Roush, but it's probably less likely that he would have a an issue there than when he was at, at Penske. So who knows? And, you know, money changes everything. Let's see. And, I, and I will say this, uh, Christian just posted uh, his pick. Uh, Christian is picking Brad Keselowski. There you go. So, well, guys, that's going to do it this week for us here on the Kicker Show. We drug it out as long as we could and made you uh, – uh, stay with us to the bitter end. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week after Sarah covers New Hampshire for us. Uh-huh.